We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. New World Order t-shirt and everything today. Are you on your heel shit today? Like, what? Is you sending a I message? I didn't even think about that. Just, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I'm just... We had a spirited argument before we came in here uh, in the group chat. Yeah, you still talking about Chris Brown could beat Usher in the verses, man. And he can. Even he though the, the new Usher stage set, I've been seeing clips. It looks phenomenal. It's Usher. I've been that shit looks like it's in the middle of Magic City. Usher is it's a big booty girl swinging. Yes. I'm telling you, if there's a verses and it has a performance and a singer element, you're not fucking with Usher. Chris can't sing like it. No, not even close. But the hits, the hits. He won't win. Usher has a better stage show than Chris Brown. He won't win a verse. If, if this new but, stage show is really good. That, we just saw what, like a lot of production. We just saw what Mario and Omarion did. Difference. No, what I'm saying Omarion is like, got, Omarion got hits though, right? Not, not Chris level hits. But he's got hits though, right? Got a couple. He got more hits than Mario. Yeah, but and Mario washed his ass. Couldn't sing. Chris Brown can't sing. Chris Brown can sing. I've seen Chris Brown in concert. He can sing good enough to do a whole verse. He won't be able to hang with us. Sing a little bit. Rap a little bit. If it's, if it's a total package, you're not beating Usher. Usher, Usher, yeah. there's generational people, and Usher is one of them. Chris Brown is not. He's great. What? Chris Brown is not your generational person. No, he's other people's generational talent, but he's not. Yes. He won't beat Usher. No, he's not a bigger star than Usher. He was never as big as Usher at his peak. He was a big star. He's a big star. There's no denying that. He's a super. It's like. He's a superstar. It's but there are Chris levels, Brown there are levels. levels. There are levels to this. And Usher's on a completely different level. Than Chris Brown. In terms of like perform the package? Yeah. Yes. There's Usher, Beyonce, Michael Jackson. Like those those when it comes to stage shows. Usher is up with them. In terms of stage show and performance? Absolutely. 100 percent Catalog? Not catalog. He's not touching like Michael Jackson's catalog. I'm talking about a package with performance, singing, dancing. Yeah. Like you, like, like, like Janet to pay to go to a concert. Janet, Janet. Yeah, but Usher can sing better than Janet. But Janet had a phenomenal stage show. Oh, yeah, I mean. But you she was freaky as hell. She was. But Usher's taking a lot of that. As good as Chris Brown is in terms of making hits, like Usher was, it's, it's hard to explain how big he was in the late 2000s. Think about it. This kid was, I say kid because he was doing this shit since he was like 13. Yeah. 
And that hits then, even though the real grown man hits when you listen to him now. Can you get with it? Yeah. The that many first ways? album was very quick. Questionable. Yeah, it was, all, it was mostly Devontae and some, some <laughs> shit on there. But yeah. he had hits. he's had hits forever. Now, Chris Brown's got more music because this era. Chris started at 13 as well. Yeah, but I don't think like, yo. Run like, it. Like, he had hits. Yeah, but it's not, dude. He doesn't, it's, again, he doesn't have a confessions, man. And I, again, he does I, am not. Not, I am not the biggest usher. Like, in terms of him, I'm not like waving the flag for Usher. I'm just saying. Usher was inescapable. He was the biggest pop artist in the world at one point. There was nobody touching him. Chris Brown hasn't reached that level. He's never been the biggest pop artist in the world. Male? No. Well, all right. That's it's. I'll it's say true, Usher, Usher was period like male, female, nobody. I'll give you that. Like once Mariah kind of stopped doing her shit for a quick second. Usher. He had Art Mariah beat. Was bigger than Mariah mm-hmm. at a point? I'll take your word for it. He, he's the biggest star in music. But, okay, Usher, Usher had, like, yes, a nice run if we're excluding when Britney and Christina and the boy bands and shit came along. Like, that was probably the end of the Usher run because they got really big. And then Usher kind of outlasted them. They had, like, a three-year window. And then he dropped Confessions and came back and kind of rode that until... Chris and Trey, all of them came along. They're all disciples of Usher. Yeah, they came right on piggybacking. I'm not yeah. going to say they did it. Yeah. They, it was right there, just bong, 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 right? One after another. But I think Chris is it's to that level. I think he, he's, he's the closest, right? Of all the R&B artists today, male, he's the yeah. closest one. There's no, yeah, there's yeah. no denying that. I just don't think he beats Usher in a, in a, a full-bodied like versus, I don't think, it's hard to beat Usher, especially when, like, yeah. Last time a, we talked, I said he washes Usher. He does, he, I, I take that I, back. I, yeah, I, the stage show, the sing again. This residency was like, and I like Usher. I'm not saying like, like, not many people can go into verses with Usher. I'm not gonna say like Trey songs or even like, you know, anyone who's been R&B wise on verses right now could beat Usher. Like, no. But after seeing this, the Vegas residency, the clips, I know several people have gone. Um, my godfather was just in town. I was chill with him. He went. Usher brought him backstage. Like, he's known Usher forever. Um, so he was telling me about it all the show. I was like, yeah, okay, like, okay, I slept on Usher's live performance, hands down. He puts on a full show. Yeah. It's like going to Cirque du Soleil show. A yes. bunch of Usher music. So I was like, okay, I get it. But Chris. Dude, Chris is deep. Chris is deep, but you only get 20 songs. So which Usher got that. Twenty features. You can have the features too. You you not twenty beat, for twenty. You're not beating us. If he's not if, beating Chris in twenty, dude. Yes, he. In if he has to perform those songs, Chris is watching Moving Mountains with like four songs. Why would he do Moving Mountains? Out of twenty, Usher could do Confessions and one and two and just he call ain't it do an album. He cuts. could do eighty seven oh one. He ain't doing album cuts out of verses. So he's not just running you through Confessions one and two. Do you remember how many number one singles Usher had off of Confessions? Like no, nine like, of them. It was like five. Nine of them. I feel like you're exaggerating. It was I'm like not, five. I'm not. Then you have 8701. But you had three good You joints. still have My Way. Yeah, My Way. Have, my Way's class. Like, good luck beating. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, Chris got some shit for you. He's got... No, I'm, I'm, but it's, they're not his. Yeah, he got some shit. But yeah, some of the features also, like... Yeah, he has you features. Gotta dip, you got to dip in their feature you, back. You have to, because you're not beating Usher in solo joints. Because he doesn't not. have... 
the classic album. He d- and therein lies the problem. But as a catalog, like I told you, it's much like Jada Kiss. Doesn't have a classic album. When you start throwing features, songs, like when you look at stuff like Reservoir Dogs and all about the Benjamins, and you start throwing all this shit 24 hours to live, and you start throwing all this in with Jada, and you look at everything as a whole, made you look remix, and you look at it, and you'd be like, damn, he's very hard to beat in the verses because he has a lot of shit when you accumulate it. It's just not on one project. Chris is very much the same. When you start tossing in like the four songs he has with Drake, the songs he has over here, like you start thinking about shit, you're like, yo, he got a lot of hit. Like, he got a lot of joints. His highs are not as big as Usher's highs. I think he got some for everything. He has nothing that is as big as Usher's highs. Usher got a couple, couple, like really, like he, he drops the big spade on a couple. Like, bro, he plays Burn. It's, it's a rap for a lot of people. Yeah. Chris can't waste anything on that. You don't have to call? Good luck. Chris got some shit for you don't have you, to call. You do, you don't have to call. Usher comes out with them goddamn Heelys. Yeah. Good luck. That motherfucker's rolling through I'm, the streets. I'm just saying, in, in a, Chris got some shit for In that. a true, in a whole package, you're not beating Usher. You can play songs and maybe beat Usher. You can just play songs. You got to perform them shits too? You got to perform them. You're not beating Usher. Chris got the dance and he dance ass moves. He, he's not Usher. He's not. You really like Usher. I'm not the biggest Usher fan. I just what? know what I. I just know what I saw. Like I, I'm not the the person who runs back and plays every Usher fan. I just know how big he was at, at the time, and he was inescapable. You couldn't avoid that motherfucker. And that's why I got sick of him. You couldn't yeah, go anywhere. With, let it burn. Fuck. Confessions everywhere. You couldn't escape none of this shit. But that's different because radio was different. It was different, but that means something in a versus because the nostalgia element kicks in, and it's not like Usher's old and washed. Usher is over here, the hottest ticket in town when people come to Vegas. Everybody goes to see Usher. Yeah. So it's not like he's just performing for a bunch of 40 and 50-year-olds or 30-year-olds. No. Like, but if Chris did the same venue, you're not getting in to see him. Okay. Like, tickets are G up if he does the tiny Park MGM venue, and you're backlog a, a year and a half if Chris does that venue. He was doing meet and greets for 2K on tour. And women were paying them for that's, prom pictures. That's not music. For him to just stand back there like this. That's not music. That's prom pictures. That's cute. There ain't no fucking prom pictures in the Ain't no prom like it was pictures in the show. We ain't doing prom pictures. We doing music performance. I think you just underestimate Chris Brown. No, I know how big Chris Brown was. He was annoyingly big in a different way. His music is a lot more disposable than Usher's. Yeah. I'm not going to argue against Usher that. Usher has a stickiness factor to his music. I, like I said, the songs that I hate were huge. My Boo, I hate that fucking that song. That song is horrendous. But Chris is crushing that song. For you, but he plays that song and everybody, My Boo. Like everybody, that shit is horrible. I'm just calling it what it is. I understand. Like I, There's a lot of songs that I hate, but I under, like I hate, yeah. Usher's the king of like taking over pockets of Take, time. Yes. Like he'll just come through and drop all this heat and like, a year, and you can't get him off the fucking radio. And then he's gone for like four years, and then he comes through and takes over for like another two. He doesn't go away. And man. then bounces, and then comes back with like some EDM Usher shit, and that's all over your radio. I mean, you even talk about features. Like, you only got twenty songs. Like, Usher does. I need a girl. I need a girl. Is is like, but Chris got. I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you. Like, Usher has a lot of songs that people go, "Oh shit!" when he does that. Chris don't have that. 
I was talking to you earlier. I put on Chris Brown. Chris Brown has five different Apple lists of essentials. That's just a lot of music. So he has Chris essentials. He has Chris features essentials. Chris deep cuts. Like That's just a lot of music. That don't mean you, just because you have a lot of music doesn't automatically make Bro, you I'm better. I'm just saying, you got a lot of shit in the catalog. So a lot of people have a lot of music. A lot, like E-40 has a lot of music. He's not E-40. But I'm, I'm, I'm just like, saying, you make a lot of music doesn't make you a better artist. No, it just makes you very hard to be in the verses. No, it doesn't. Because like you Lil Wayne, have, like Lil Wayne's not the greatest rapper of all time. He has so many features, so many hit songs, so many stuff that he's I, been on. I always say he this, got a lot of shit to pull from. Who's the greatest running back in the history of the NFL? Barry said. How long did he play? So he's 31. Thank you. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you, do, you don't need that big of a window to prove that you're the greatest. No. But Usher has that But big you know who's not the greatest? Emmett Smith. Do you know why he could be in this conversation? Because he's been around forever. Because his fucking window is huge. But then when you put, so you have you like put, a lot of stuff right. to put in here. Look, perfect, I'm not. Perfect, I'm not arguing no, that wait, he's wait, wait. better no, than Usher. No, no, no. Here, here we go. He, you take Usher Smith, probably more talented, Evan but the Smith window helps. And Barry Sanders, you put him in a versus of highlights. Yes, Emmett's not fucking winning. No, he's not fucking. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's he's not, not. He's not beating Barry Sanders. He's no. just not. Chris all, them years, all those but years yes. and opportunities, it don't take Barry but one season. <sighs> I feel like you're underestimating Chris. We got we to see what the people say. But, man, I, I feel like it's not even something we can, like, do a poll on. No, because Twitter's stupid. Yeah, and it's, like, split, right? It's, it's too close to even do a poll because now we're going, like, generationally, mm-hmm. and shit is it, it gets real dumb. Because young kids will all say Chris Brown, and I don't want to disrespect Usher. Because, like, the My Way album, you throw on hits from My Way album to yes. this day. There's NFL training camp songs. Like, when they got to, the rookies come out, they got to do, like, the little fucking karaoke thing. They still sing yes. Usher tracks from My Way. Like, so I understand. And there's some shit you can't be with Usher. But Chris's catalog is crazy. Okay. So I... What are we here talking about? We didn't come here to talk about verse. We, we did not. We did Even not. Even like some competitive shit. We are talking things. boxing and MMA together on this show. And, I mean, it, it fits because we were at UFC this past weekend. UFC 290. And the other thing in town was the Usher <laughs> concert. So uh, everyone I saw that came out for Summer League, came out for the fights, everyone still somehow made one of the Usher show. Oh, man. Everybody. Everybody. It was, it was, again, it was like, yo, what are you doing? I'm finding a way into that Usher. <laughs> That's it. That's everybody was like, saying. Like, yo, I'm here for this, but I'm going to see Usher. You can't get a ticket for Usher less than four or $500. It's outrageous right now. It's perfectly marketed. Because they were like, yo, I'm done at this date. And people were like, yo, I haven't seen it or anything. And then he started pulling girls from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he started pulling famous girls from the crowd. And then as soon as he did that shit, it's like blown up. Question. No, we'll get to combat in a quick second. We're combining both shows. We got time. You go to Usher show. Mm-hmm. You're well known. People like you. You got nice seats. He pulls your wife. We fight. <laughs> we fight. He grabs your wife's hand. Because uh-uh. I'll, I'll make it awkward for Usher. That, that's my job. My job is to make it awkward to not, because I don't get angry. I'll just hold Usher hands too. <laughs> so now we're both holding Usher's hands. So hand. he just both <laughs> What's he gonna do? He go. It's gonna be real awkward now. If you take her on stage, you taking me on stage. Yeah, we both going. We both, both going. going. You know, like you both hold hands like this. And yeah. shit. That, we like both you trying to get through a large crowd. And us is just gonna be like elephant up. He, he's just gonna have to laugh, and that's that's it. 
And I don't look like an asshole who just had my girl saying to him. I made it real awkward for Usher. Now, if he navigates through that, I'm just going to tap out. <laughs> if just, he figures out a way to manipulate that situation. Just above you. Yeah, then I'm just like, <laughs> this is above me. This is above my spade grade right here. I can't do nothing about it. So my wife, bye. Yeah, I feel like, yo, listen, you got 10 minutes with Usher. This is not a Boondocks episode. <laughs> like, you were not. I mean, the whole Boondocks episode. The whole Boondocks episode <laughs> off of this shit. <laughs> so, what happened to me, though? Like, that's like, I couldn't. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy. But I'm like, yo, listen, you get serenaded by Usher for 10 minutes. That's all you got. If you went back in 10 minutes, now I'm raising hell. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen like Vegas vacation enough of the time of fucking the Wayne Newton pull, yeah. pulls his wife. Like, nah, we're not having that situation in Vegas. We're not doing that. You're not trending like Kiki Palmer and everybody else. Her dude did not handle that correctly. He, yo, he, he had to get off of social media. Stuff. They ran his ass off of social media. He deserved it. Dumbass. Like, what are you doing? Things just aren't meant for social <laughs> media. Like, sometimes you just got to know when to shut the fuck up because publicly, Kiki's bigger than you. 100%. Right? Now they just call him a house husband. You're never going to win this argument or whatever it is that you thought you were trying to do. You putting your baby mama on blast on social media made you look wildly insecure and broke. That's what it did. 100%. And now we're sitting there going. And it's a damn shame. Nobody knows he broke. Her money's his money. Look, but but that's what we're going to call him. They, you know, NBA broke boy. Like, <laughs> sit your ass down. Like, yeah, put on some clothes. What attracted you to Kiki Palmer, sir? I'm not saying she was naked when you met her, but there's video of Kiki twerking on walls. Like, she's been doing this shit for, like, she's Kiki, but she she has a perfect balance of, like, ratchet and classy. Like, she yeah. does a little bit of both. But if you want to just slay her on social media and think, aha, I got one, it's not going to work out that way, bro. And he's acting like she probably didn't send him a selfie. It's like a girl's weekend. Like, yeah, he, bro, yeah, she wasn't cheating on she, you. Relax. Yeah, you know what she was wearing. She probably posted that same shit on Graham. You didn't have a problem until Usher couldn't keep his eyes off the yams. Yeah. And I was just singing the whole fucking song, just looking down like, ooh. And I'm like, bro, like, it's Usher. It's Usher. You can't win. Ain't that what Adrian told Rocky? Yeah. You can't <laughs> win. You, you see, you know how strong he is? Like, you can't win. It's Usher, I, I had no idea. I, I just, just, you can't. Again, man, I have to make it awkward because I, I can't clown Usher. I can't no. go on social media and berate Usher. Can't do it. I can't diss my wife on social media for that. No. My wife gone, you insecure motherfucker. Like, I would get destroyed. My mentions would be slammed. This dork got on social media and thought, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and diss my, my baby mama on social media. She's a celebrity and I'm not, clearly. You're not going to win that. You look stupid. You're going to win that anytime. No, you're not. not like... You're not going to win it at home. When she got home, she probably made you look like a goof. Oh, 100%. There's only... You're apologizing no matter what. There is no win for you in this situation. Nope. Now yep. she's just even more mad when she gets home. Don't let her don't let her see that shit while she's still at the concert or after the concert and turn her phone off. Boy, yeah. she turned the phone off. Your mind start working. Oh, yeah. Now you're like, yo, where is she? Is she backstage with us? Like, now, now you sweating. You at home with the kids. You ain't even getting red messages. It's just delivered. Just you calling that shit straight to voicemail. Now you're stalking her friends' fucking IG pages. You're trying to see what's going on. Oh, my God. You put the kids to bed all mad. Can't even play your game of Madden in peace. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a dweeb. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's what happens in Vegas, man. You never know what happens in Vegas. That is one thing people learn the hard way. Yeah. Yo, just listen. Your girl's in Vegas. One, your girl takes a trip 
a girl's trip to Vegas and you went home with the kids? Don't ask no questions, fam. God bless. She don't belong to you for this weekend. She belongs to the strip. I mean, bruh, just whatever whatever happens, happens. She'll she'll be home. Yeah, you just gotta be secure. If you're not, <laughs> That's it. She, I mean, she, probably, she probably the least of your concerns should be Usher. Yeah. It's I like, mean, it's Vegas, right? Like, is she gonna leave Usher hot and bothered? Yes. And your ass ain't there. No. Usher ain't looking for her. Usher's already on to the next one, leaving him hot and bothered. That's Usher's game. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna sing to you and I'm gonna. On to the next. I'm on to the next. He's got enough butter for the, like for 12 lifetimes. Yes. Meanwhile, your girl's sitting here hot and bothered and you over here mad. And she famous? But I'm saying you over here and, mad, egging her on on social media. And you know her homegirl's like, girl, fuck him. On girl. Summer League weekend? Right? It's like, girl, fuck him. Go fuck him. That's a, and whether she does it or not, I mean, the, the opportunity is endless. And here you are at home with the kids. Summer mad. League weekend. You're about to see her with someone 6'9", six, 6'10", six, real cuddled up in the Hugged booth. Up, just looking, and you're just looking bad eating your fucking Stouffer's TV dinner. Relax. <laughs> Yo, not the Stovers. Not the Stovers. Yes, peel the plastic off. Man's crying over a Salisbury steak. Hell yeah. He's poking the fork <laughs> in it. It's not done all the way. It's frozen in the middle. It's like, damn, my rice Yo. ain't cooked all the way through. That's, oh, with the extra crispy edges on yeah, the brownie? That's, that's how he's, he's got. Yeah. Bro, but it's bad liquidy in the middle? Right. Yeah. And the kids are like, mommy don't make burgers like this. What you doing? That's <laughs> and you over here mad because Usher's saying to your girl. All oh, this because Usher's saying to your girl. I would 100% be more concerned about everyone here for Summer League than I would Usher. Bro, there's all these young hoopers that are just... Wait, Kiki? That's what I'm saying. Waiting. Usher has had a billion Kikis. Yes. These rookies? At Zion Williamson. Bro. I just got here. I just saw Zion in this set right here at Blue Iron Studio. He was doing an interview. Listen, if I would have walked in and been like, yo, Kiki Palmer says she's single, Zion would have been like, yo, I'm out. You would have caught him running out of Blue Iron Studios. Running out, he would have jumped through that plate window right there. <laughs> like the Kool-Aid like the man. Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Through through right on that studios. ass. Oh, yeah. That's, that, but <laughs> these young, horny-ass basketball players, you worry about Usher. Me and Usher are close in age. Like, Usher, he ain't worried about that shit. He not. He, after that, he's probably having a warm glass of milk, some tea, and going to sleep. Knocked out. Right. He ain't worried about your girl. Nah, he got a residency. He's in Vegas every weekend. Like, you act like Usher can't wake up in the morning and be like, I don't know if he's got a butler or a handler. Bring me some ladies. Like, he could do that at any given Easy. moment. He don't need your girl. The worst people are the people who just got to Vegas. Oh, yeah, they don't know that. At all. And the, the most worrying thing as a guy is having a pissed off spouse out there around a bunch of hyped-up friends. In the wild. In the wild. Like, and you're not even close. Like, there's, there's no way to calm this situation down until she comes home. So you got two days of, I told you he ain't shit. Oh, girl, we just going to do us. You know, we got a table, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, she just with a fucking 6'10 guy pouring champagne down her throat. And you over here on Twitter. Twitter. With a fucking smoke alarm battery not done, <laughs> going off in the background. You're over at Twitter mad. Oh, my God. You should dress like a mom. Shut the fuck up. Man's on Twitter. He ain't even on threads. He's on Twitter, <laughs> big man. Like, what are we doing right now? Oh, the looking like a like, dweeb. Daddy, what's wrong? Why are you so mad? Because <laughs> I'm here with your ass and your mama out here showing yeah, that's Just talking real shit. Big shit about their mama. She's not at home. But she got to come home and you got to answer to her. In her house. 
Yeah, because it's your house. Your name ain't even on Yo, the list. Oh, you can't deep. even go nowhere. No. You can't storm out. Where I'm going to go? Wherever the fuck I tell you to go. That's what's about to happen. Man, you can't go anywhere. I'm leaving. Bye. Nothing. <laughs> go. Who's going to watch these kids? The nanny? See you later? Yeah. You, I'm, all because oh, you, you said told God. me to dress like a mom. What does a mom dress like? I've seen plenty of moms show ass. Oh, tons of them. I applaud every single one of them. And you you think, be who you want. And you think... That's, I mean, you didn't like Usher looking at them, but let's not act like they don't exist. Everybody was looking at the yams. Again. You should be happy that your girl's got yams. She just had a baby. What's wrong yeah, with I, you? I don't understand this logic. And we'll get to combat in a second. I never understood this logic. I was talking to a friend recently. And um, I don't got to tell who, what friend it is. But uh, I was talking to a friend and his wife, they had several kids. His wife got like a surgery like to shrink her stomach or whatever. Lost a bunch of weight. Looks great. Looks like when he met her, when I first met her, when she was like 20. Right. Looks amazing. So even with that, though, she needed like another surgery. Cool. So she got like a tummy thing. Boob job. Right. Looks phenomenal. Gets this. They go to a different person's wedding. Like she's healed up two weeks later. Go to a different person's wedding. It's her friends from high school. It's like three guys just like ogling her and like, Everyone's kind of drinking and they're like trying to catch up too heavy. And he's just fucking rapidly texting me because he doesn't know anyone there. It's her high school friends. He's like, man, I'm gonna fuck these guys up. I was, I was like, yo, what did you think was gonna happen yeah. when you actively spend this money to help your wife get hot? You just think no one else is gonna notice that she's hot as fuck now? Nobody else is gonna hit on her. Like, no one's gonna be like, yo, you look good. Like, what did you think was going to happen as a man? Right. Like, yo, your wife is hot. It's okay. Like, she ain't going nowhere. No, that, I mean, it doesn't, it's never a problem unless a dude disrespects you. 100%. Right? If, if they don't know any better and they see a good-looking woman, cool. But if they see you there and they, you know, they step up, why are you with this dork or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Now it's different. But, man, you should be happy somebody's looking at your girl. You should. Or. You should take offense if they're not. Right. Or. Shouldn't have helped to get what she needed to do for her self-esteem. Men are fucking monsters and savages, right? Like, <laughs> it's just the way that we are. Like, yeah. even though Usher is Usher, I guarantee, I'll, maybe I won't guarantee this. Kiki Palmer probably still has more DMs than Usher. Yeah. Mm. I know. It's, it's hard to guarantee because there's- Usher hot right now, though. There's, there's some filthy women out yeah, there yeah, that, yeah. that will slide right into a DM real quick. Now, he's hot right now, but when he's not trending- But, but, yeah, but Kiki Palmer, 100%. she probably has more- like, yeah. We're just- We just do, we do dumb stuff. We will say anything to a woman. It I talk to our female friends like in media. They're it's not even awful. Kiki Palmer levels famous. Way more- And the amount of DMs and dick pics and stupidness they get that they have to deal with- yeah, don't worry about it until your woman likes one of those dick pics. Then we got a problem. Now we got until a problem. then, she's deleting them. Don't be. I mean, you could be like, "Uh, he's nasty," or look at all these dudes looking at my lady. Oh, I'm, I'm mad. I feel uncomfortable. But as long as your woman's with you, what are you worried about? Yeah, not even like she gave Usher play. No, it's not like she started twerking on Usher. Yeah, then we're dry humping Usher. Then we, you know. Then you just gotta have a conversation. Even then, it's just dancing. Yeah, so, you know, we just saw Chance the Rapper doing that. Yeah, like. Like, listen, sometimes, you know, you just got to get the dirty wine in. Yeah, but, but, like, just don't embarrass yourself on social media looking like a dumbass. No, nah, he had no leverage. I feel bad for the guy. I don't. He took one of the worst losses of the weekend. 
And we had a lot of combat sports. Yeah. And he took arguably the biggest L of the weekend. Yeah. You know, if it was a wrestling show, you know what they'd be saying? You deserved it. <laughs> That's what it A man jobbed out to the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's all bad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Combat-wise, we're going to talk boxing <laughs> Where shall we start? and MMA. I want to talk uh, the combo, boxing and MMA, and the reason why we're combining these shows this week. And that's because the biggest announcement was a combination of boxing and MMA. Tyson Fury will fight Francis Ngannou, October 28th. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. I am not planning on being there. <laughs> um, that is a long-ass flight. In there. Oh, you were there before? Yes. No, I went to Riyadh. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, Riyadh. yeah, it was Riyadh. Yeah, I went to Riyadh. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a plane forever. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not trying to be on a plane that I long. watched the sun go up and come back down and come up again. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's, yeah. it's a long flight. But yeah, I did that. I'm not doing that again. Was Riyadh nice? It was beautiful. I mean, we were, you know, with the zone when Anthony Josh was fighting Andy Ruiz. Too. That's his like, own budget hit different, too. Yo, like, yeah. ESPN I, and budget cuts. I, I ain't trying to driver, go down there and be frugal. I, when I showed up, I had a driver with my name up. I was like, oh, shit. Hopped in the car. I love that shit. Had, like, my room. Like, I had a gigantic-ass room for just me. They fed us well. Like, it was amazing. But I ain't going back to that shit. I, I'd rather be home. <laughs> it's just, it's long. It's a long, and it's a dry country. Can't drink. Oh, yeah, I remember my waitress on the flight because she was like, hey, get whatever you want. I was charging to the game. I was just drinking. She was like, all right, as soon as we cl- cross this particular line, we're dry. So I was like, just bring me everything. Like, <laughs> just bring it all. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I ain't doing that shit. Nah, nah, yeah, like there's not enough McDonald's Sprite in the world to like hold me over for a week. This is close you get if you don't got liquor. Like, I put crack what, in it. yo, yeah, for some reason I gave up liquor one year for Lent. 
and then it's cool. But like when you go out, you got to like sip on something and Sprite's like the best thing to sip on because it like slows you down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You drink water all day. It's uncomfortable. You got to pee a million times. You don't want to do that. Like, FYI, if you're ever on the wagon, just drink a bunch of Sprite. Uh, the, the fizzy bubbles will get to you. It'll slow you right the fuck down. Sure. Much like liquor. So, uh, no, yeah. I'm, I was like, yo, the flight's too long. The flight back would bother me. Going there, you have, like, something to anticipate. Like, coming back, it's just like, bro, this takes forever. It's a long flight. The flight from here to New York, like, and I sleep it. And I'm just like, I went from Vegas to London straight. And that was 12. Yeah. At least I could sleep. I slept most of it. Played the switch the other little bit. I was good. This one I looked, I was like, it was like 19, 20 hours oh, total. Bro, I'm telling you, it's, it's long. Nah, not for me. So, uh, Tyson Fury, I'll be seeing you from afar, my guy. Uh, hopefully, someone from ESPN will, will go and cover that one for me. But the biggest thing is Francis Ngannou leaves the UFC, says he's not fighting PFL until next year, but he's still got that contract, which seems favorable. I think the reports were... Um, he'll be a PFL pay-per-view guy mm-hmm. and get a 50-50 even share split, a yep. pay-per-view revenue, which is like unheard of. So that's a dope deal. And then now you look at this, reports are saying 8 mil guaranteed before pay-per-view points, before whatever bonuses or anything you get from the Saudi kingdom. Uh, however, they make the numbers number over there. His last guarantee in the UFC was six hundred thousand. Yes, Cyril Gunn. Yeah, they treat him like it was like poverty. This is poverty. Make it twenty times more. Yo, so me and Ryan McKinnell talked to Francis today. Uh, serious, <laughs> unlocking the cage, and Francis wouldn't tell me how much the bag was. He almost got offended. He was like, oh, "Everybody worries about is the bag." I was like, "You, you know why we're worried about the bag, right?" Like. <laughs> And then Ryan said, you know, you made 600000 And he was like, he's like, it's not always about the money. It's about legacy. This is what I always want to do. And I'm like, cool. You got paid. You can see it on his face. He, he got paid. The idea that, all right, let's start from the top. Francis did not fumble the bag. No. You fucking idiots out there that was like, oh, he fumbled the bag by leaving the UFC. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Now he just made more than almost every UFC fighter in one fight that he has no business being in. None. <laughs> he has no business being there. But he's going to live out his dream. He's going to box Tyson Fury. He's going to box the heavyweight champion of the world. Right. And make a lot of money. Great for Francis. Yep. Uh, for the PFL, I don't know. Because here's, here's my reason why. <coughs> I leave it up in the air because I don't know if Francis gets all this money. And what I asked him today was, is it just one and done and you're done boxing? And he was like, well, you know, I might do both. No, you're not. No. Connor said the same. If you get this big bag of money, and then let's just say you, we'll talk about it. I mean, nobody thinks he's going to win, right? I didn't want to tell him that to his face because yeah. he punched me to the screen. I'm not going to have that. 100%. But if you make a decent showing of yourself, who's to say you don't fight? Deontay Wilder. Who's to say that you don't fight? Andy Ruiz, Billy and White. And get a, another big bag of money. And if you have another boxing match, well, that 2024 PFL debut just got pushed back. Yep. Or the other side is, what if Tyson Fury don't feel like fucking with you this particular night and just runs your ass over in the first <laughs> round? You come back to the PFL's kind of damaged goods. In terms of visually, because what these fight, what, what a lot of people don't take is to the totality of anybody's career. They just remember what the last thing that happened to you was. And it wasn't like Francis Ngannou was like blockbuster to begin with, right? Yeah. 
So if he gets mowed down, it's not going to be, it's not going to hurt him too bad, but the appeal of seeing him in a pay-per-view, if the opponent is not great, Scott Steiner drastic go down, right? <laughs> we ain't doing big numbers anymore. We're doing good numbers, but Francis was never a pay-per-view draw. But for Francis, who gives a fuck? Who cares? He's done it all. It's a PFL problem. Yeah. My, my big issue is what this does to the heavyweight division because this is so different than when Floyd fought Conor. Floyd was gone from the division. Floyd was gone from boxing. Yes. He fought Andre Bird and was like, bye, boxing. And then this opportunity came up. He's like, all right, fine. I'll fight for number 50. He wasn't holding up a division. He nope. had no world titles. There was, there was nothing in his way. There was no fight. There was no opponent that anybody wanted to see Floyd fight. It was like. He fought everyone. Yeah, yeah. By that time, like Errol and t- like Terrence wasn't there yet. None of these opponents, Keith Thurman, yeah, Floyd had no business wanting to fight any of those guys. So when the Conor McGregor bag came through, he was like, sure, I'll take it. Free money. Yep. But it didn't mess up a division. I don't like that Fury's taking this fight when Alexander Usyk, who agreed to your shitty 70-30 split, and the sticking point became he wanted more money because on the rematch, okay. which is ridiculous. If he beats you, he should get a lion's share of the rematch. Fury is being generous with 70-30. I don't think so, man. I think... Dude, it, it gets kind of ridiculous after you know, a while. Fury's reported purse for this fight? I don't care. I know it's a Ngannou fight. It's, what is it, $60 million? It's 45 Okay, but he's fight, it's Saudi Arabia money won. He gets 40 when he fights in the UK. He got dude, 40 for Dillian. Dude, I don't care. I don't care. You're fight, it's, if you what are, is Usyk's guaranteed purse? I don't care. I'm just, I'm at, his guaranteed purse. What, against Daniel Dubois? Dubois. I think it's like $4 million or something like that. No, they're not disrespecting that much. Six, I don't know. No, it's, it's eight mil. It's the same. Okay, but none of this matters. Francis and Fury, you get to the, let's do 40 and eight. Now you're literally 80-20 is the split of that fight. It's, it's larger because it's 45 to eight. But it's 40 to eight, let's say. And then you're getting 80% to 20. That's what Usyk is making. But that's not what he should make fighting Tyson Fury. No, then he negotiates. If, if that fight's in Saudi, like they say now, like to get Usyk his bag, and they say he agreed, Fury goes to Saudi, and he says, what are you paying him? Because if you're paying him 40 mil guaranteed, I am then worth 200. Or you this give me 160, it. and he takes 40. Because then that's, because I'm 80% more on a normal fight. We're fighting other people. I get paid 80% more than that. Bro, that's not how this shit should work. If I'm Tyson Fury, I'm not taking shit else. Yo, you giving him 30, I need 150. And then, then let's get in the ring. Then just give up the WBC title. How about that? No, it's business. No, no, no. Just give up the WBC title. It's business. Because you ain't fighting for titles. You're fighting for money. Give up the title. I'm fighting my worth against his worth. No, no, no. Alexander Usyk is the unified heavyweight champion. Yes. He's pound for pound better than you right now. And his worth is what? As a prize fighter. You, listen. 70-30 is wild. 70-30. That shit was generous. That's not, dog, that's not generous. Rematch, 64. Rematch, it should be 50-50. Sure. If I beat you, like, if you're that good and you're not, you're not worried about me in the first place, what the fuck you worried about a rematch, rematch clause? Yeah, yeah. And why is that the sticking point? Well, because he got sued by Wilder once and then shit gets hairy. But look, man. I understand. Like, Wilder sued him and he lost. Like, you got to worry about rematch no, no, clauses. No, no, no. But if... You lose. Yeah. Yes, you give the other man more money. 
He beat you. Yeah, but they were in a draw before. Like, shit gets dicey. Dog, you, if you, look, you're already making 70, 70, 30. You're already making that money. If you are that good, why the fuck are you worried about who makes more on the rematch? Like, why do you care? If you're doing this to become the undisputed heavyweight champion against a guy who is proven, look, the draw shit, that's where boxing gets fucked up. Because if we start doing it just based off of business, ain't nobody going to fight anybody. Nobody's fighting Boots Ennis. No, nobody. Nobody. No, that, I mean, honestly, nobody's fighting Boots Ennis. But like, that, no, to this day, nobody's fighting Boots Ennis. But eventually, boxing will get it right. Boots will fight somebody. He'll get a world title, It'll be right? a mandatory or something, but he's going to take a shitty split to do so. But something. what is the fight that everyone wants to see in heavyweight boxing? Usyk and Fury for yes. the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. And, Usyk, and don't get me wrong. I think they're going to fight. I, I don't know. I don't trust Fury at all. I don't trust the man. The man can say he's going to fight him, but he can make whatever he's going to make off of this fight plus some and then say, ah, I'm not interested in fighting you. Or he can make the damn split worse. He can go 90-10. Look how much money I made. He'd be in with Justin, but no, he got to give him. But I'm just saying at a certain point, it gets utterly ridiculous because either you want the belts or you don't. Yeah. And the WBC. In either- his mind, it's much like if you ask Tiafimo Lopez, who we'll get to. Um, you ask Tiafimo. He is a two-division undisputed champion, right? But he's not. But sure. If you ask him, he is a two-division undisputed champion. Vasily Lomachenko held all three belts, never lost them. He was stripped of one, given to Haney, whatever. Tio earned that other belt, beat him. All all of those belts are Tio's. Goes up against Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor vacated the other belts, never lost. Ring belt, everything. He still encapsulated all those belts. Tio beat him. Tio's mine. I've held all this shit. I'm two division, undisputed. You chase the lineage of this shit. I am the king of this division and that division. I beat the kings. I'm two division, undisputed. Tyson Fury's mind works very similar to the point of, I beat a guy for all those belts that Usyk had. I never lost those. I vacated. Somebody else collected those. Usyk beat that guy. I've never lost those belts. The one belt I didn't have, I went and beat the biggest puncher on the planet for. I ain't got shit to prove. In his trophy case, he shows it all the time. And he'll tell anyone who interviews him, these are all my belts. He has all five lined up. Sure. He's like, I've never lost any of these. I've had them all. I am undisputed in my mind. That's fine, but you're not. I mean, it's fine. Look, we can talk about sanctioning bodies and the bullshit that goes along with it. But the reason why Tyson Fury is no longer the uh, unified champion is because of him. Yes. Right? He's like, the lineal, not he, unified. He gave up those titles because of some shit he did very much so. So my, but my issue is, is that there is a man out there who people think can beat you, right? It's not like Floyd fighting Connor, where we just was like, man, nobody beat Floyd, and Connor came along. And we was like, this is a joke, and it ended up being something different. Some people pick Connor. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> they ain't gonna make that mistake again with Fury and Ngano. Not, not like no, nah, not, not like that. Not like but that. But some people are running Ngano clips, like, oh, if he catches Tyson that, with this fine. one punch, like you can you can run that clip. Up. We'll talk about the fight. Like he ain't gonna catch him with Dude, the fucking the with fact, these gloves. Connor was a three to one underdog, three three and a half to one. I believe he closed it. Let I, the, let these Ngano odds be stupid. No, nah, they, they putting they, the house on Tyson. It ain't happening because the Irish were dumb and they came out with a ton of money <laughs> on Connor. People don't have Ngano like that. But the point is, is that the best should fight the best. And if there was a negotiation there and it was 70-30 and agreed to it and the, and the debate was over the rematch, that is awful. Because, yeah, Usyk's now fighting Daniel Dubois in a fight that nobody wants to fucking see. No. Nobody wants to see Anthony Joshua and Dillian White. No, but Joshua needs that. He just no, no, needs no, no, rounds no. with his new trial. Nobody trainer. wants to see it. 
I don't care what you need. Nobody wants to see yeah, it. That's he a knocked smart him out move. seven years ago. Yes. Nobody's asking for this fight. And it's also on DAZN pay-per-view. What the fuck? I don't know why. It's, why is DAZN $250 a year if I, I still want to buy a million paper? I'm so fortunate I get to expense this shit because I would never pay for that. Oh, yeah. Not me. I Plus mean, paper? I expense like, all that shit. Like, this is crazy. But Anthony Joshua, the, like, the whole division is held up because they're trying to figure out what Tyson Fury's doing. Yeah. And nobody, like... Well, the, Joshua has a clear path. I mean, Joshua's path is... is but Joshua's kind of held up because he was... Wanted to fight Fury as well when Fury was playing games. Yeah, yeah. So Fury's played games and now he's fighting Nganu. I don't have a problem with Fury fighting Nganu in a vacuum. Like, I get it. He's a showman. Like, there's a lot of money to be in here. It's stupid. Why not make this money? But it's like being the WBC champion, it's like, bro, like, just fucking give up the title. It's one belt. Fuck it. Like, if belts don't matter, it's one belt. He's like, knocked out. Just say, I'm still a lineal champion. I never lost this one. I'm just giving it away for him. But minute. for who? My, my question becomes, for who? For Usyk to fight who? There's, there's no mandatory. Do You look at it, the juggernaut, Joe Joyce, was the mandatory. Yeah, like, All he had to do was win. Yeah. And he lost. So now he got to run it back in this time frame, which he lost in mandatory. Before then, Fury and Wilder, Dillian White was the mandatory. Pavekin sent them to hell. He had to rematch Pavekin, stretching that out. So Wilder Fury fought a third time. Cool, knocked out our way. Then Dillian was his mandatory. He beats the shit out of Dillian. Then he gave his homeboy a check. But he he's cleared out three years worth of mandatory. But he has to beat Osander Usyk. No, but who's he? I wish sanctioning bodies is not how they work, ranked purely off of how good you are. Right, because then he'd have to fight Usyk. Because he'd have to fight Usyk as a mandatory. But once you're a champion in a different sanctioning body, they stop ranking you. And you'll never be forced to fight a champion over here. And it's stupid. You got to do it as a non-mandatory fight. And all I'm saying is it's dumb. It's bad for the heavyweight division to box Because we don't know when Tyson Fury is going to come back. And if you're fighting to be the world champion and for all these belts, whatever it is that you're fighting for, you should, again, fight. There is one man that people want to see you fight. Fuck the mandatory. Fuck the sanctioning bodies. That is the one guy out there who is literally ranked pound for pound higher than you because of what he's done in his career. Yep. Fight him. 70-30 split. He has more belts than you. He's undefeated. He's already been undisputed once. He's agreeing to your terms. Like, what are we doing? Like, don't even make the terms you're not going to agree to. Well, him. then they rescinded. Again, he agreed to certain terms. He didn't agree with the rematch. The re- and that's the dumbest, it's the dumbest sticking point. The rematch of all the things. If I, it, it was only if I beat you, I get more. And he's like, no. No. And I'm like, I don't even understand the logic behind that. If I beat you, <coughs> obviously, people are going to want to see the rematch. I should get more money because I fucking won. Yeah. Right? Like they maybe give him 60-40 in a rematch. I mean, damn. Like, just give me something. And Tyson didn't want to do that. No, so now- Tyson's argument is if you beat me and then go off and fight someone else, you're still not earning the money. But that, again. That you think you're going to earn. Who gives a fuck? It's fighting you. Crawford and Spencer are going to make the most money they've ever made in their career fighting each other. Right? Like. If Errol said, Terrence, you, you did terrible with David Avenesian, 70-30 split. That sounds ridiculous. But we know Terrence Crawford can't draw. Yeah. But the fact remains is that Crawford is one belt title, undisputed at lightweight, three-division world champion, undefeated. It's a fight that people want to see. Do it. Tyson Fury, you can make the fight with Alexander Usyk. I mean, let's be keep it a buck. First, isn't got ain't fucking going nowhere. No. He, you can fight him top of the This is just, who can I make the most money on? 
and stay and, relatively active. And meanwhile, we have a year where we've had Haney and Lomachenko. We're getting Spence and Crawford. We're Tank and Ryan. Like, we are getting fights. We're getting undisputed fights. We were supposed to get Sue and Charlo. We're yeah. not. We're getting two undisputed fighting each other instead, Charlo and Canelo. Like, we're getting all these fights that fans want to see, and the heavyweight division's fucking it up. Yeah, they got time. We don't need all the undisputed fights in one year. Yes, we do. I mean, I don't like it. We don't need Because, it. look, Tyson Fury ain't getting no younger. I think they fight in January. I don't know. I think they fight January. I don't trust Saudi Tyson Arabia. Fury. I don't trust Tyson Fury. I just, I don't. He's shown, like, fighting Derek Chisora is like, really? Yeah, he's just trying to give his friend a back. Like, fighting Dillian White, yeah, I get it, whatever. And then you retire, you play all he's these games. I, I just, but I'm saying, you fight Dillian White, then you retire. Then you, then you talk about, and I just don't like how Tyson Fury handles his negotiations publicly on social media. Yeah. When you knew you were going after Francis Ngannou, you knew what you were doing. Brought him in the ring. Like, why are you playing with Alexander Usyk now? Why? And then you're talking shit on social media. It's like, just fight the fucking guy. Who cares? All this talk, I don't care. But we're getting this, this fight. Uh, they will fight. Maybe. I hope so. But uh, <laughs> Dana White sure tried to cock block all week, didn't he? He was like, oh, there's rumors of announcement? John Jones, Steve Miocic, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. <laughs> then he was like, hey, uh, the weigh-in's happening? Or the press conference? Uh, George St. Pierre is coming back. Yep. Oh, they haven't announced it yet? Uh, uh, like, he's trying <laughs> everything to prevent this. Because he, dude, he tried to put John Jones and Tyson Fury together. Yeah. Like, he tried to do that. He tried to upend Francis Ngannou with that. And now Francis Ngannou is getting the biggest bag of his career in spite of what everything that Dana did. Like, Dana, he should just apologize. Don't be a dickhead. Like, dude. Just ignore it. Don't stop counter program. Yeah, like stop counter program. Stop trying to counter announce shit. Stop saying shit like uh, it's a freak show when you're trying to put together Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. Don't tell me about freak shows. That we're not in the business of doing that. Yes, you are. As long as it makes you rich. You could have made a bunch of money on this fight if you co-promoted with Ngannou, Ngannou yeah. but you didn't. You missed out on the bag. You've done it before. Yep. You would at least made some money. Biggest loser of the week, Dana White. And then boxing-wise, before we jump over the UFC – we have a couple of matchups this weekend going down. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Devin Haney arrest stuff, no, it's by not the really way. No, it, it didn't seem like a huge deal. It seemed like a matter of circumstance for him. But uh, Alicia Bumgarner defending her titles this weekend. I guess the only woman to beat her. Yeah, she'll probably beat her. And now, now it gets interesting for Alicia because she is offered to fight Katie Taylor. Yep. Amanda Serrano. Michaela Mayer again. Michaela's moving up. She just announced. Well, again to one forty. Well, I thought you wanted a Bumgarner fight. At least since she moved at thirty five to fight you. Yeah, and then now you're running from her. It looks like you're running from yeah, her. I'm not saying, but I, yeah, I think just Michaela's like <laughs> not about this cutaway kind of shit. And one forty looks like a division that might be a little easier to navigate. Yeah, well, Bumgarner has a lot of opportunity, and she has an she has a great opportunity in front of her to be a star. She looks the part. Oh, she yeah. talks the part. She fights the part. All we need is to get her a few more looks. And if she's offering to fight a Katie Taylor, I'm interested. Yep. I'm interested Serrano in Amanda Serrano fight. I think Alicia is 30. Is she 30? 29? I don't even think. She's not old. No. She's still relatively new. Yep. But like Katie's older. Amanda's older. Like she could take over this division. Well, multiple divisions. Yep. Girl can crack. But I, I think she'll re- win this rematch and she'll set herself up for a big payday. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, this is, I mean, you look at it, and this was the fight that Michaela was supposed to have. 
You know, like she was chasing someone who beat Alicia yeah. and then the fight falls apart at the end. And then now Alicia says, like, no, nah, no, nah, come on. Let me run that back real quick. Yeah, while, let me get that. Yeah, while, while you're still here, let's hush the yo, you beat me tones. And then Frank Martin fighting this weekend as well. Hey, man, nobody wants to fight the ghost. Not yet. Nah. Not I mean, yet. they're building him well. Yeah. They're building it quietly because nobody's talking about it. When we talk about lightweights, nobody's talking. No. But now you hear his name circulate. As people go up to 140, yeah. now his name is like in the mix more. And now like this particular weekend, because Errol and Crawford are both in town. Yeah. And now it's like people are going to get eyes on him. And you see you, the training videos of Shakur with, with Bud and then Frank with Errol. And people are like, oh, why don't they? I was like, eh. yeah. it's a little different level still. I would love to see him versus Keyshawn. I mean, Frank, I mean, Frank is talented. So the, the, the ghost will look good this weekend. He says he's going to knock him out. I believe. I believe. <laughs> he say, he's like, I'm fighting Olympic bronze medalist. I got to knock him out. Sure, okay. Yeah. But he, we'll be talking about him soon enough. It's, it's a slow build for him. Last thing in boxing before we switch gears to the UFC. Tiafimo Lopez ended his No, nah, that's not the last thing. We got to talk about Air, and his Boots and is beating the shit, oh, shit. out of here. Yeah, this was last weekend. Right. Uh, let's talk about Boots first, then, before we even get just to Just really quick, retirement. just... just this man, so I'm watching it while I think it's during the Moreno uh, yeah. Pantoja fight. I'm watching it on my phone. And I think a couple of guys at the UFC was like, they're watching it too. And it, like I'm watching, I'm like, yo, I don't think this dude is one around. Like, because I'm trying to watch both at the same time. So I like ran it back and I was like, yo, nobody wants to fight this guy. Boots Ennis is 26 years old. Yeah. Power in both hands. And if you watch the finishing sequence, like this, Ramon Villa. The way, the speed, the punch placement, the, like he never wastes movement, man. His speed is so different, too. It, it's like in burst. It's like he's not just throwing punches nah, for the man. sake of my hands move fast. He's like so slow and methodical, and he'll wind up and then just, whap, it, it, he, just catch he, you with an uppercut and be like, yo, where the fuck did that come from? He changes the speed of his punches so it's not predictable. Yeah. Right? So Benavidez it's like, does that. Yeah, like it, it's very hard to gauge what's coming and when it's coming. Right? A lot of fighters throw things at the same speed. Uh-huh. Floyd kind of did that with Manny Pacquiao. He figured out when the punches were coming. It's like, I can get out of this shit. Yep. It's always going to be the same speed. Boots is different. Bud does this well, too. Yeah. Like, when you, you set up punches, you throw certain things faster, you throw things a little bit slower, well-placed punches. At 26 years old, look, man, I know Keith Thurman's talking about fighting your Dennis Ugas, but, bruh, run from, run from Boots. The winner but, of that probably has to fight Boots. Right, and that's like a death sentence. That's really like your last decent money fight. Yeah, though. go get it, but you just know you Ugas will fight him. Yeah, but you y'all gonna get fucked up. Keith may not. I don't think. I think, uh, man, maybe about a year ago it is. Sean Porter's podcast. And he was like, "How good do you think Boots is?" I was like, "I think Boots is the one." He's like, "Ah, it's too early." It's like, "Nah, sometimes you see things in fighters and you go, nah, he's good. Yep. He's good. Like he's he's different. Like other fighters, you see." Like, I'll even say even with somebody like Devin Haney, you're like, hmm, maybe Boots, I can't find anything wrong. Yeah, there's no holes. Yeah, I can't find something that you can't exploit. Like, he's mean, he's fast, he's big, he's strong, he's fundamentally sound defensively. What he did to Villa, who was ranked number nine by Ring Magazine, his only loss was a controversial split decision. Yep. He beat Rashid Yellis, and then Boots has won every single round, and then knocked him the fuck out. Yeah, until he dismantled him. and. Like, it. It'll be interesting. The last question with Boots is the question you ask all the time. Can you take a punch? I think you can, but I, who's going to hit him? 
That's the question. <laughs> um, like, Virgil Ortiz just got to get his health right. Well, we don't like, even know I, if Virgil Ortiz yeah, is fighting like, anymore. I, when we looked, you asked me this two months ago, I would have said Virgil. Like him and Virgil are on a collision course. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I think Virgil's days at 147 are done. And everyone at 140 is still growing into their body. So like, I don't see Tiafimo moving up no. to 47 anytime soon. Devin's not moving up anytime soon. Ryan's, Ryan's a big kid, but he's not moving up anytime soon. They got a couple years at 140 against each other. So he's just, it's weird. He's in limbo. Yeah. Because 47's about to like move up away from him. And he'll probably, you compare him to Terrence Crawford, a lot of people do stylistically. His career will probably follow suit. Yeah. At 26, Terrence Crawford was looking, and he ended up being at 140. He's like, fuck, everyone's gone. Mikey Garcia left. Danny yep, went up. Yep. Like, it's just like everybody's at 47. It's like well, everybody at 35, like I can't make that anymore. So it's like I'm at 140, and I'm going to be undisputed. Who the hell am I beating? Yeah. Everyone's gone. Julius and Danko. Yeah, so Boots are going to be the same way. Like if Crawford and Spence vacate the belts and then go up to 54, like – I don't know, Charlo bros, the Charlo fights up there for um, Crawford, no matter what happens, I think. Eventually, I mean, there's people like Tim Zhu for Spence when he goes up. There's Danny Garcia hovering around. Like, there's some good fights at 54 for these guys, some new matchups if they want to fight two or three more years after this. So Boots is just going to be there with a bunch of vacated belts, like beating the shit out of who? Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So he's, he's stuck in a, a weird place there. And then uh, Tiafimon retires, but you're not surprised. Come on, man. Was anybody surprised by this? No. They, were, they the, put the man. The, you got 24 hours. They came kid. for the belt. They was like, hey, we're coming for the belt. He was like, no, I can't keep it. No, you're retired. He's like, okay, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. And now, you know, he wants to fight Devin. So. Um, yeah, I doubt that fight is next. If that fight were to happen, who would you favor right? Tiafimo. Me too. I mean, that's just off of their last things, but Devin's very different stylistically. I just think when Tiafimo's focused and locked in, he's just different. He is. I, it's I, just you can't guarantee when he's focused and locked in. Yeah, because I say me too, and a lot of people think I'm just writing Devin off, but I'm just, I'm looking at, well, this would be Devin's first fight at 140. One. Yeah. Two, I'm looking at Tio's body of work, and I think we can all agree that Cambosis was an aberration. That was not no. Tiafimo Lopez that night. And, and he th- still almost got him out of there yeah. in the 10th. And Teal's got power. He's got a lot of things. Like, Devin is a very talented fighter. But I think if Teal's locked in, and this is Devin's introduction to 140 pounds, I'm favoring Teofimo Lopez right now. That's the way it goes. I think taking a Regis Progress fight first is probably the way. Teofimo should, ain't no guarantee. No. But Teofimo should probably fight Barboza. It's easy fight. Yeah, he should. Um, it's a lot of big building again. Like, you got your momentum back. Yeah. Like, there's no more he can't small sleep on MGM. Bar- he can't sleep on Barbosa. No, Barbosa is really fucking you know good. what I'm saying? He can't sleep on him. Be like, oh, I'm just going to get you out of the way. So, no, like, no, don't do no, that. No, 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 no. Like, he's, he's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd fuck around and fight Ramirez before I fought Barbosa. But that's, that's neither here nor there. I think Barbosa is the best um, challenge there. Let whoever doesn't fight Tio go and get the other belt that's just floating around. Sure. And you let Ryan figure out his contract situation and go against Rowley. So when you guys all get to fighting each other, it's like Teal has a belt or two because he's with top rank and you harbored those two. And then you have Devin 
you have Ryan, like those are all big money fights that you just set up. Yep. So I think they just got to let that play out amongst themselves. Switching gears to MMA, we had UFC 290 mm-hmm. this past weekend right here in Vegas. You were talking about watching the Boots fight. I caught the Boots fight in two parts. I caught it between uh, the co-main, but the third fight in the co-main, didn't know what the fuck happened. And I watched it cage side in between fights after that. And I caught the ninth round, 10th round, saw the knockout. And I had to post for my phone cage side. And it's funny because my dad was in a bar and he was like, yo, he just went in a bar, grabbed some food. He was chilling. And then he looks up. He's like, oh, shit, that's my son. I'm just fucking like, like look at my phone <laughs> and the fight's not going anymore. But they show you on TV. And I'm like, yo, I'm completely just watching the Boots fight. <laughs> like, and no one even knows. I'm just watching some fucking Boots fight and the camera's on me. It just looks like I'm editing from my phone. I was like, God, I love social media. Because it's some stupid shit like any other career. They'd be like, you're on your fucking phone? Yeah, he's like, yes. And like, yeah, you, you think I... He's like, yes. As Nick shows me the picture of the boot. Yeah, it's just like, no, I'm watching the boots fight. It's like in between rounds oh or God. in between shootings. So, uh, no, nah, yeah, but the, the card itself, and, you know, it wasn't the star-studded lineup we're used to for UFC 290. No, but this was, I'll say this, is the best UFC card top to bottom since UFC 189. Wow. Yeah. Since 189. 189 is, is Rory and, and Robbie. Oh, that's my favorite card of all time. It is. It's the best. Like that, UFC 116, um, and this. This had four under 40-second knockouts. Yeah, that four. shit's insane. Four of them. It had a retirement fight. Mm-hmm. Had a fight of the year candidate in the co-main event. And it had a generation, generational talent, arguably the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. I have his number two behind John. Doing his thing against Volkanovski. Then... We had the upset of all upsets. Like, we're going to go through this card with DDP knocking out Robert Whitaker. We had a blue chip prospect in Bo Nickel. Yep. Like, where was anybody disappointed in this card? Like, this card did not let up. Had no holes. None. Now, in terms of, like, pure enjoyment, I have to go back to UFC 189, which is, like, the greatest Card because Robbie and Rory happens and then right after that you get Connor and like what? Yeah. It's the it's the greatest card I've ever and I was there live for that. I yep. was there live for 116. I was there live for this and I was, was sitting, 116. That was before I covered the sport. Brock and Shane Carwin was the main okay. event. Uh Chris Lieben fight sex, fought sexy Yama. Um and it was just finish after finish after finish after finish. It was all exciting. Come from behind. Obviously, Brock and Shane Carwin was a come, come from, from behind. Him. It was just just nothing but finishes. Most like, refs stopped that fight, by the way. Yes, most refs stopped. <laughs> most refs Rod saw, got a gift. Yeah, Carwin hitting Lesnar with those lunch boxes, they would have stopped that shit. Yeah. Uh, it would have changed everything because Shane Carwin was a monster at that fucking time. Yep. But that's that's one of my favorite cards. But this is best card since then, since 189. Like, goddamn, 290 pay per views. Yeah, that is insane. Oh, yeah, I'm on the screen. Oh, look hey, at there you. I am. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I was on my phone. The entire time. I was getting some good footage, though. Like, I got some good footage there. Yeah, yeah, but in yeah. between rounds, yeah, definitely watching Boots. <laughs> nobody, nobody knew. That's all the sleep shit. Sneaky, sneaky. Listen, man, when you ask me to cover MMA and it's a boxing night, 
Sometimes you got to do both. I walked to the back afterwards, and they were like, you posted to ringside? I was like, yeah. Like, I had to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I can't let just the ringside sit there and fucking nothing go up. There's boxing on. So, yeah, I had to pull double duty during this one. But, not looking through the card, um, man, we can actually start anywhere, but we'll start at Robbie Lawler. Look, I didn't pick him. And, and I had Nico yeah, I, on, on the card. Nico was calm. He was ready. The one thing that concerned me when I talked to Nico last week was – he was like, listen, a lot of my losses are my own doing. Because <laughs> I go into these fights, and he's like, I see someone, and they're like, a striker. I'm like, fuck, I could take him down. But when the door closes, he's like, now fuck that. I want to stand at bay. He's like, I want to do the fight that they're good at. And I was like, that might not be the greatest thing against Robbie. Like, take him down early. Yeah. Get him tired. Then beat the shit out of him. That was not the game. The door closed. Nico's like, oh, I'm standing and banging. And for what it's worth, Robbie's chin is solid still. Well, his was crazy. Like, Robbie got ran over by Brian Barberino in the fight before this. Right? Oh, Nick was in his fight before this? No, I forgot no, no. about that. No, Brian Barberino beat Robbie Lawler. <laughs> beat the shit out of Robbie Lawler. To the point where the Dana was talking about, well, it's time for Robbie to end his career. So when this fight was announced, I was like, oh, man. It's a striker, so it's a, it could be a, a fight of the night type of matchup. And Robbie was like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going, I don't, you know, Robbie talks, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just another yeah. fight. Went in there, <laughs> bing bong, got his ass out of there in, was it, 38 seconds? 38 seconds. Like, who had a better retirement fight than Robbie Lawler? And then you get the video package. It was really well done. It was a phenomenal um, video patch. And there were people, there was plenty of people that were like, why isn't Robbie on the pay-per-view? And I'm like, bro, Robbie's not selling pay-per-views. Put this on free TV so everybody can see it. It's on ABC. Everyone can see his last one. Right. You got it. You got the speech. It was a perfect lead into the pay-per-view because you're buying the pay-per-view for the main yeah. opponent. You're not buying a fucking Robbie Lawler. And then you get this excellent video package. So if there's any reason, then you're like, yeah, you know what? I might as well buy it. 290 That was a good prelim. Yeah. He deserved that. But that was the best send-off he could have possibly had. It was so quick and anticlimactic that it was like, even he didn't really, like, celebrate the knockout. He was just like, all right. Like, we didn't get, like, the crazy yell or anything. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay. That if it wasn't announced that he was retiring and they put him in the Hall of Fame and they made a big fucking hoopla about it, he 100% takes another fight after this. Because yeah. he was just like, that's it. Like, I kind of want to get into a war as my last fight. It, Robbie's different. He's always been different. Very quiet, very nice different when it comes to fighting and he seems like one of the guys is like fuck i kind of wanted to like stand and bang like i want to go out on my shield like that's how you exit this sport not him no <laughs> and he's just like damn it yeah and it's funny because you know throughout the week he kept talking like i didn't want to announce my retirement the ufc forced me to announce that this was yeah. my last fight so when he, you know and the emotion finally caught up to him because he never he's never interested in talking to the media or anybody else like he finally had his moment, so it's like now you get to retire. You don't need to come back. There's nothing else for you here. Really, there's not. Except for getting knocked out. That's it. So like, don't do that. Just this ain't pro wrestling. Go. This ain't pro wrestling. Don't go out on your back. It's how he wants to go. Um, Bo Nickel. I mean, fuck, man. The crowd Bo- loved Val Woodburn during like the sure the opening of this. But the fucked up part is Bo Nickel's like this Penn State, you know, multiple time champion wrestler. Aren't they all? And he's like. Yeah, I'm just going to punch you in the face a lot. 
what was that? How many seconds was that? Thirty-eight seconds, also. I Thirty-eight seconds. Thirty-eight seconds later, Val Woodburn's looking at the sky, and Bo was like, "Oh well." Filthy uppercut. Like what? I was like, I didn't expect that. Exciting. But Bo Nichols, a he's good. Yeah. It's almost a crime that he had to do the Contender series twice. Like they didn't give him a contract, bro. Give that fucker. A, I hope you're paying him under the table a lot of money because he's your future. I'm pretty sure he's making a pretty penny. Like he's on pay-per-view cards for a reason. Yeah, but I'm just you know. I don't like the hidden money aspect of the UFC because they can hide a lot of shit. Yeah. And you never know how much anybody's getting paid, but Bo Nichols should be getting paid. He's a prospect worth. He's what you thought Sage Northcutt was going to be. Yes. He's I better. mean, his resume. Insane. So, yeah. Big, big shocker. But my thought, scary thing is much like Aaron Pico. You fall in love with the hands. Yeah, I know. And you are young. You are going to slip up. The best thing Kamaru Usman did and he's one of my favorite examples of this, is he said, I am going to be boring as shit, and I'm going to wrestle everybody until these hands get, like, elite yeah. level. And then I'll stand in bed. Yeah. Like, for, like, four years. Yeah. They do shit but just wrestle people. Yeah, people call him boring. That's it. And then he was like, now the hands are ready. And they just put, started putting hands on people. Yeah. And then now he's also not gone back to the wrestling. Too no, he, he's kind of falling in love. But I think in Bo Nichols' case, I think that the, the thing that piques my curiosity the most is, well, how far, how quickly do you move him, right? Not quickly at all. Well, the challenge is, now things have kind of opened up, and we're going to get to it on the main card. Because for a minute, it was Israel, Robert Whittaker, and that's it. Now you got to kind of find, like you can't have Bo Nichols just sit around there for too long. Right now, if, if it was, they put Bo Nichols in a fight with Sean Strickland, who are you picking? I'm picking Sean Strickland, but that's not, like, convincing. So I'm saying, like, Bo Nickel looks like he's ready. Yeah. And I'm not saying you put him in there with Sean Strickland now. Yeah. I'm just saying you look at him and you go, ah. He's better than Sean. Bo Nickel right now is a better fighter than Sean Strickland. Yes. He just does not have the experience. Right. So Sean will catch him slipping. And, and Maybe. Maybe. He and might like, not. He might not. He might get wrestle fucked. Like, he, he might Cut. be. Yo, he might no, get, but Sean might catch him with like the stupid shoulder. Like nah. Sean has the worst, the worst stance in all oh, of it. It's bad. Alex Pereira looked at him. Like, are you serious? Is that what you're doing? And then he's like, All right, let's get you. Really? Out of here. here. Like, everyone's gonna figure out that stupid fucking stance. Yeah. He's but, lucky he doesn't have to fight Izzy next. No, but I think Bo Nickel's a guy that you kind of watch how you move him along. I don't think he's a top 15 opponent for like another two fights. Bo saying he's not gonna fight for the rest of the year. That Madison Square Garden card might need you. Yeah. That's so, weird. yeah, we'll see what he says. If you're healthy. Like. But Bo Nichols is the truth. Pay that man. He'll yeah. be, he's probably a future world champ. Bo Nickel fights Kamayev, right? Oh, Kamayev wins. Right now? Picking Hamza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hamza's got more MMA experience. Like, okay, Hamza just, didn't come into the UFC with no fights. No, but it's a wrestler. I know. But Hamza's just, he's, he's that's a nasty man. <laughs> he spent how many fights without getting touched? Oh. Yeah, that's a problem. Like five in a row. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. So Hamza, no, I'm picking Hamza right now. Gilbert Burns is the only one that remotely solved that problem. Right. And Hamza, you know, they, they went balls to the wall. It made Hamza look fucking human. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody else is going to be able to do that. Good luck. And then Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner. All right. So one thing I want to say is, like, I was wrong. Like, all my picks this weekend were <laughs> fucking wrong. This fight, I thought, I was like, Hooker's done. He's done changed the hairstyles. Like, this is a sign. He's like, yeah. he's, he's reaching the end of the road. Jalen Turner is huge. Missed weight, even bigger. Tall, long, striking is great. 
all those things in his had his advantage. Didn't matter. Nope. I'm kind of stunned that this wasn't fight of the night. I know and, the stakes were higher for the co-main event, but this was a hell of a fight. Yeah, and Turner's Turner's first round was really fucking good. And then Dan Hooker just kind of waited it out. Well, no. Jalen Turner kicked him in the head. Yeah. And the fight changed just like that. <laughs> Dan Hooker got kicked in the head. And like, you see Dan was like, hey, I'm in a fight. Fuck this. And he like went for it. Broke his orbital. Broke his arm and found a way to win the fight. Crazy. Bleeding full Cody Rhodes crimson mask. He had the blonde hair. A.W. Cody. Bruh. With the blood. And he probably still ain't got paid like $120,000. I mean, the man fights every three months for a reason. Right. And got to pay... It just, it just pay illuminates my point about Francis Ngannou making all this money. Like Dan Hooker's like breaking his face in his arm. And he's probably making barely six figures yeah. after taxes. Oh, that that sucked. Hopefully more than that. Uh, Robert Whitaker versus DDP. Dude, what the fuck? Duplessis. Drik- all right, all right. Nobody oh. except for like three people in South Africa picked Drikus to win this. Drikus. Uh, so I'm... I'm in the blue corner when I record. Mm-hmm. So his corner is, I don't know if that's his trainer, his dad. It's the most animated corner all night during this shit. He is the exact opposite of Israel Adesanya. Again, I don't know who his trainer is, but if you give this guy a fucking PlayStation controller and told me this was UFC 4 and he's controlling DDP, I'd believe you. Everything done in that fight was called from that corner. There was no freestyle at all in this fight. The corner says, "Does th- do this. He does that. The corner says, go here. He goes there. Everything was dictated by his corner. All fight. That's crazy. It, it was like watching someone play a video game. The, the crazy part is, all right, so Drikus is undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. And for the most part, he gets into these fights where they look very bad and sloppy. But then you quickly realize, like, oh, this is how he wants to fight. Yep. I'm fighting this fight. I'm not fighting my fight. Robert Whitaker fell in that shit. About two minutes into the fight, I was like, oh, this ain't good. He's fighting Drikus' fight. Next thing I know, Drikus has stopped him. Knocked it. Like. Because Bobby was hitting him a little bit, but not enough to do damage. No. But then he just kept getting closer into the pocket and closer into the pocket. It was tough. Uh, but that's not the story. Drikus wins. Israel Adesanya gets in the octagon. Yes. Cuts arguably the worst in octagon promo of. And he's still defending the shit on social media. Because I understand, again, that night, I get it. The, but nobody knows that backstory, really, unless you're like a super internet MMA nerd. Like, I got to look this shit up for my job, right? So I understand that DDP was like, you're not a real African. You are from New Zealand. Which is, what the fuck are you talking about? That, that's, that's what, he, that's, I know what that started said. their beef. And then Izzy took great offense to that, which is, is he why sure? he wanted Drickets to win. Yes. And he was like, when he gets in the cage, that is not the necessarily way to express that you're a real African. I'm not a real African. Like the, the context was lost. Like somewhere it got lost in translation what he wanted to say. 
No, that's what he wanted to say. You saw the video. He said, I can't wait to get <coughs> the octagon with him so I can call him the N-word to his face. Yes. And I'm sitting there thinking, as it's happening, my skin is crawling. Because I'm like, I'm not sure that's an African thing. Step number one. <laughs> so, let's start so, there. Like, that was the first thing. I was like, well, the N-word was when slaves came to America. Yeah. Like, they weren't calling Africans the N-word. That, that's not how this worked. And you calling this white dude in South Africa the N-word in front of Donald Trump ain't going the way that you think it's going. No. Nah. Like, but you, I guess because he said he wasn't a real Nigerian. That, so what do you call Nigerian? They're Nigerian. Right. Just find something else to say. Right. Like this whole promo that Izzy cut was, I hated it. I was so, I was disgusted by it. Well, that's because you're black. So well, what, this what, is my what, other thing. Yeah. It was like five of us. Whole arena. Very much so like being in class during Black History Week. In class. So you got like history honors. It's like two, two, three black people in this motherfucking class. As soon as anything happens, they look at you. Right. I'm in the arena and he's cutting. I'm just like, bro, like five people in here can say the word. There's about 14,000 that want to say the word. Like this is a very uncomfortable situation. For everyone who looks like you, bro. Right. Like, it's, it's not the greatest. What? It's not the greatest place to cut this problem. I, I just, I didn't understand what he thought he was doing, right? Like, not I get everybody. it. No, I, I, I get it, but there's a better way yes. to attack this situation. Yes, Drake has started this whole thing. I'm yes. not saying Adesanya's vitriol was wrong. It was ill-placed. Yes. I, you know, Poor if, word. Poorly word. If a dude who, like, he doesn't know what apartheid is, clearly. Drake has no idea. Right? Doesn't understand, like, your people came and colonized South Africa, and that's the reason why there are white people in South Africa. For you to say that a black man is not African, that's problematic. And you're the real African. Right. So yeah, I have tough. a problem with that from the start. I don't, I'm not upset that Adesanya had an issue with it. It's just when you start calling him the N-word, it's like, what's your end game? Because what if he said it back to you? Yeah, now we're, now we're in a pickle. Like now we're now Donald Trump's sitting there like, what you gonna do? Now everybody's in the room. Everybody's like, sitting there like, what you gonna do? I, I hated every aspect of it. Izzy's gonna continue to defend it and make it seem like it was the right thing to do. It was, it was not smart. And what made it worse is that at the post fight, Daniels were like, racial, racial. What are you talking about? I didn't see anything racial in there. He's black. He can say whatever you want. It's fight game. There are no rules. And I was like, bro, if, you cannot say whatever you want. You can't. But not only can you not say whatever you want. There are, there are unwritten rules to things where you do cross a line. Habib and Conor McGregor, they crossed that line. Yeah. Conor, Conor crossed the line. You know, talking about somebody's dead father is like, that's crossing the line. Yes. Talking about somebody's kids is crossing the line. There are lines that you don't cross. This racial aspect of it, it's not a fair game, right? Because you know the, the, the culture that you've cultivated in the UFC. This is going to turn into the heel at some point for a lot of people that don't understand what's yeah. going on. For, for Dana to He's say... He's going to be the heel in this matchup no matter what, by the way. And that's not great, right? And for Dana um, to say... Dana, for Dana to in say... In that company, it was, it was mean, going to be. But for Dana to say that I didn't, I didn't see it, yes, you did. Because let's just say that this wasn't Israel Adesanya. Let's go back to somebody who speaks Tyron Woodley. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we can say Tyron Woodley, okay. or we can go back to Rashad Evans. Yeah, sure. If they attack, attack this differently without saying the N-word and, with, you know, racial lines and all this stuff, Dana would have called a racial den. Yeah. 
it was because of the n-word there dana was like what are you talking about that's fun me and donald trump were high-fiving the whole time but he didn't articulate it well no it sounded ignorant like when rampage jackson used to do ignorant shit dana would be like yeah but as soon as tyron woodley was like was being very articulate dana was like i don't like that shit yeah i i hated every aspect of it it's gonna be an ugly build to that fight um, I'm not excited about seeing these two at a press conference. These are one of those things, just like Conor could be, where as a fan, you're just like, Ugh. like get the fucking fight over with. Like, yeah. stop talking. Like, this isn't cute at all. I hated every aspect. Hopefully, of it. he changes the game plan yeah. going into that fight. He's not. He's he's doubling down on social media. Oh God, Brandon Moreno versus Alex Pantoja. All right, so look, this is fight of the night, though. This was, I I, I like because it's five. Yeah. So there's a couple things, Pantoja. Won the fight. I don't have an argument. I, I scored it for Brandon Moreno, but I could see it going Pantoja's way. It's 3-2-1 way or the other. Yes. My problem was the first scorecard that was red was 49-46 Moreno. Yep. And I was like, who the fuck came up with that? Not for- the guy next to me. Fortunately, Pantoja won, so we're not talking about that bad scorecard. But the bigger issue now is what's next? Because Pantoja is now 3-0 against Brandon Moreno. He's now the flyweight champion. Two and zero. The other one is on. Doesn't care. Whatever. On the show. I beat your ass. I don't okay. care where it was. I'm three and zero. He just was talking about Pantoja, and I'm gonna get to the point real quick. Pantoja just went on like the MMA. I was like, I was just driving Uber Eats. Yes. Right. So for your next match, you've already beat Brandon Royval. You already beat Alex Perez. There's nobody for you to fight, and people are like, he should do something else other than fight Brandon Moreno. And I'm like, bro, there is nowhere for him to no. go. You fight Moreno again. Yeah. And people are not, well, didn't Moreno just fight Figueroa? Yes. So what? But if you, if you win definitively, then you can move on. Because there's nobody for Pantoja to fight that, that anybody fifth cares round, about. My biggest thing came down to fifth round on all three judges' cards. Like, it just. Two out of three. Two out of three. The other guy had it run away. Yeah, he was away. like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. But the two ones that matter came down to the fifth. And when you look at it, it's just like, I can't give you the fight for just backpacking a dude. It's it's hard, man. I, like, I, I, yeah, I, like, I, I'm not a fan of it. No, and, and I know Nick's in the in the booth. Nick's a jujitsu guy and all this shit. I can't give you a fight for just jumping on someone's back and barely threatening a choke. It, see, like that's that's not a win to me. It's it's not. It, it's hard because there when you threaten like when you threaten a submission. For me, there are stages to threatening a submission. Yes. If you're fishing for a submission, that's not threatening a submission. Right? Like, if you're fishing for a rear naked and just kind of like swimming, it's not a threat. If you get it wrapped in, that's a threat. Should be scored as such. But MMA scoring is all fucked up to begin yeah, with. Yeah, it is. Pantoja backpacking Moreno and they're just sitting there for like two minutes. Yep. I'm like, how are we scoring this for Pantoja? Because Moreno was winning the, the round yeah. earlier. But the lasting memory is that this dude has been on his back just hanging out for like two minutes. That's why I scored it for Moreno. Yeah. I scored that fifth round for Moreno. Me too. That's how the fight went. But MMA scoring is just fucked up. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. There's no true definition of control. No, it's not. Like, a takedown is a takedown. But if it doesn't come with any ground and pound or any striking with it, like, what are you you doing? Yeah, what are we really scoring? It's kind of like leg kicks, right? I go back to Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier, the first fight. Justin Gaethje destroyed Poirier's legs. You got to score that stuff. Yeah. But some judges, they just don't. They only judge damage. But you can't get damage on a takedown, or you can't really see it on a leg kick unless you're Jose Aldo kicking your eye Faber's leg to hell. But for the most part, it's hard to judge, like, damage or score. Like, how do you score an MMA fight with this 
point must system. It's bad, and this was another example of it. Let the right guy win. Pantoja, I'm fine with him winning. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I think Moreno did enough to run it back. I do too. And then main event, Volkanovski, Yaya Rodriguez. There's levels to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Volk is the greatest featherweight of all time. He just ran through him. There's the gap between Volk and everybody else just got wider. Prime Jose Aldo and, and Volk would have been mm. a very, very fun fight. It would have. Leg kicking Jose Aldo, like yeah. right out of WEC, that would have been great. But it was such a small window, Jose Aldo. Because once Jose came to the UFC, he wasn't doing that anymore. No, but I mean. Think about it. Think about it. Like, I'm not right. just taking UFC. Like you said, greatest featherweight of all time. Yes. So he got to do like his WEC run too. Like That's cool. Prime Aldo, like those three, four, five years. I mean, dude, really it, was, it was Mike Brown, Cub Swanson. Uh, Uriah. Yeah, he went up, he went up fight Uriah. Then it was like Mark Hominick, Chad Mendez, Chad Mendez again, uh, Carol Lama. Like, there were great wins, but then it was like we started seeing like Jose do things like run out of gas late in the fight. Yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky has beaten Jose Aldo, Max Holloway, who beat Jose Aldo three times. Yeah, that's insane. And he just beat Yair at his own fucking game, right? Now it's like he ran over like the Korean zombie. Like you run down the list of all the people that Volk has beat and the way that he's beat him and how dominant he's been. It's the greatest featherweight of all time. He can, he can adjust to any style. Yeah. And there's nothing. He's just he so much with. stronger than everyone else. Like him almost losing to Ortega like three times with just hulking up out of shit. Right. It's still insane. It's the most resilient thing I've ever seen in a fight because that guillotine <laughs> was so. flexed out of shit. The guillotine, like anybody, even Brian Turner, it was like, I thought I had the motherfucker. Like, Did he say he was gurgling? Yeah, he's like, I heard him. Vogel was like, no, nah, not tonight. And like, so I get hulked up you out of it. today, like the bus driver and shit, and uppercut a motherfucker. Like, that's Volkanovski. He is the greatest featherweight of all time. I love Jose Aldo. I've always said Jose was great. Like, Connor never ended this conversation. He wasn't there long enough. He never no. defended a title. Max him starching Jose is insane. Right. Max Holloway is the other greatest featherweight. That motherfucker beat him three times. And the third time, he shut him out in a striking matchup. Yeah. Volk is the greatest. The real question is, who does he fight next? Does he move up to fight Islam again? Or does he fight Taporia? Him and Ilya did what they had to do after to build the intrigue. So that fight's there. I'd say, personally, you wait and see what Aljo does. If Aljo beats O'Malley running away... Subs O'Malley, some wild shit like that. Aljo has to move up and get the next shot. Ilya got away. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I want Volk to fight Makachev again. That's yeah. the fight I want. That's, I, I think Volk has earned that opportunity, especially the way he closed that fight. I think there's a lot of people that think Volk could win in a rematch. Volk got to get his body, and I'm big on that. He got to get his body full to 155 yeah. before I see that rematch. Well, I don't think it's, uh, that means he'd have to take another fight. He ain't doing that. He's no, only gonna... just, no, just but just take the time to put on. Like, the motherfucker not was cut. a two hundred and ten pound rugby player. It ain't it ain't hard. Like he's he's short. <laughs> he is. But the thing, my thing is, I I, I want the Taporia fight. I think it's a great fight, but it can wait. Right. Yeah. I think Taporia going up and down. It just gives me the Roy Jones. Like I know, but that this... shit's going to get your body sooner or later. Hey, but this is what Volk has done. He's clean. He's effectively clean out of division except for Taporia. Yeah. And if he fight, if he were to fight Aljo, which is an attractive fight, he's the favorite in that fight. Hundred percent. Makachev is the only real challenge that Volk has that he's actually lost a fight to. 
So I would I wouldn't mind, especially now that Charles Oliveira says he's not ready to fight no. in October. We know the winner of Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje, they're probably going to be dead until the next year. Hard to turn that around quick. They're, I mean, they're not going to fight for the rest of the year. They're going to kill each other. Yeah. It's just in a few weeks. So you just have Volk. And Israel needs <coughs> an opponent in Abu Dhabi. And the only person that's going to turn around and then be crazy enough to say, I'll go back and defend my featherweight t- title in January, is Volk. Yeah. So 100%. Let him do it. Yeah, I don't even know the rankings. Like you said, there's if you're waiting or you're told Islam to wait for that fight. There's, there's nothing else for him to do. Who? Is, is Charles Oliveira is the only other person? And he said he's not ready to fight in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, there's no one else to fight. There's, there's dog. There's nobody there. We don't like that division's deep as fuck. But everyone's kind of like tied up. Everybody's tied up, or they've lost, or they're out of title contention. It's vote. It's vote. I I don't mind it. I know people would want to see him fight Taporia. I love that fight. And this wasn't a long fight. He didn't get a ton of damage. He got a cut. Yeah, he says he like got some butt. stuff with like his hand and shoulder. But he's like, I'll be back. Like, don't yeah. worry. Like. It, like getting surgery and then turning around again, like he's nuts. But let him be nuts. He's that good. He deserves <laughs> to be a maniac because he, he's the one guy that'll say, "I'll fight you in October and I'll be back in December." Like he'll do that. Shit. Let me see what this BMF fight looks like. Nah, I don't care what it looks like. If Poirier beats Gaethje in a round, nah, turn him right around. Nah, nah. If Gaethje for some reason starts his Poirier in a round, turn him right around. Nah. If it ain't a five round war. It's gonna, it's gonna be a war. Both of them gonna be hurt. It don't matter how long it goes. They won't be ready for October. They won't. Volk will. That's so tough. I can't wait to see how all those matchups shake out. We have again, UFC is not slowing down. Yeah, they have a card this weekend. I don't know why. <laughs> they got a card every weekend. This weekend, Holly Holm. They could took a week off. Especially, versus Bueno Silva. Why are we? Why are we doing this? Why is Holly Holm still main eventing shows? That's a good question. I've never seen one person in any sport live off of one win as much as they have other than Holly Holm. Fuck it. She knocked out Ronda. You believe rumors that Ronda might come back? She's not coming back. You don't want to see her? She doesn't. She don't want to see her come back. The last time she was in the octagon, she got sent to the gods by Amanda. That woman's not here anymore. Okay, she's gone. But do you think Ronda truly has a desire to compete as much as the game has passed her by, like she, she just rinsed the bad taste of getting destroyed and not doing any press and being a sore loser and all that. She just got rid of that. There might be a big bag for that. I, the the U.S. ain't giving her no big bag. If she, a big bag? They're giving her a big bag. Nah, she ain't coming back, bro. She's not coming back. She ain't getting the, the Lesnar UFC 200 bag? She, she's not she getting back. a bag? She's not coming back. She, her she body's fight different. at 145. No. Fight Who? There's not even a fucking division. Whoever the fuck you want. The belt's Dog. up there. You're not holding up a division. So, like, Immediately you fight for the belt. Um, who cares? Ron, look, look, look. Give me her. You want to run it back with Holly? Um, no. Holly might beat her again. Her and Misha. 145 title. I it's don't vacant. care. Have it's you vacant. Seen? Dude, this is like fucking the AARP championship. Like, I don't want to see. It's vacant. I, there's no division. It doesn't exist. Perfect. No, I, perfect no, for no, Ronda. no, no, no. I don't want to see Ronda compete. No, no, because all the memories, all the bad memories will come back of all the shit that like, like she just got rid of all that shit. Why would you want to leave the WWE to go get punched in the face again? The game I think is she's changed. gone from WWE. Maybe like well, fight someone who's in the game when you were in the game. I don't nobody want to see that shit. I think I'm estimate what people. Want. Nah, I don't think people want to see that shit, dog. Ronda does numbers. It, she did numbers. A return fight, she does numbers. Nah. She does okay. It ain't worth her getting her face broke. Because, bro, like... Isn't Misha breaking her face? Hollywood. Holly might. 
And Holly's not even good anymore. No. She don't win any fights. She'll be Ronda. Ronda wow. hasn't even trained MMA. Her Ronda hands are awful. Champ, champ possibility? Nah. The two-division champion no, Ronda? No, no, because she'll never win at Bantamweight. No, I'm just saying, like, it would give her a two-division. There is no featherweight division. It's completely made up. So it's, what? It's as made up as the BMF title. This shit ain't real. It counts. Amanda had the belt. It counts as what? Amanda beat people in that division. Go look at the UFC women's featherweight rankings. Oh, they don't exist. There's no rankings. Because there's nobody there. Amanda retired everyone. No, no, no. There was never a women's featherweight rankings. Never. It never. I know there was no rankings, but the people who did fight occasionally at 45, they got beat and then they retired. No, I don't. I'm not interested. You want to see Ronda fight? I kind of do. Why? Do you know how long it's been? She became a mother. Her body is different. I like chaos. There's a lot of mothers in the they're, UFC. They're, but I'm, no, 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 no. They still compete. Like, they, they had a baby and went back like and wrestling trained. Wrestling shape. Nah, it's not the same. It's not the same, but she ain't been on the couch. But it's not. It's, dude, in a game that has passed you by, it's not like. I understand. I'm not trying to tell her to fight someone who's a young whippersnapper. I'm not throwing her a Tatiana Why would you Suarez. you put her and Misha Tate for a featherweight title? With, for, like, neither of them are winning fights. It's a fake fucking belt. I'm agreeing with you. No, I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Not interested. I'd love to see. I root for anarchy. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Holly Holm, I don't, I don't know if she wins. She probably loses. This I week. don't care. Uh, JDM finally gets a fight, though. That sucks. Jack Della Maddalena was supposed to fight on this card against Sean Brady at UFC 290. I was really looking forward to that. Now he's fighting on a UFC fight night that nobody cares about. No. But the man's had a long ass camp. Give him a check. I hope they, yeah, I hope they I hope pay he gets them a bonus. Out. Shit. Yeah, get, get a knockout, get a bonus. So we'll talk about that next week. And again, building towards a wild summer in all combat sports. But I think next week we preview the London card next and week. then preview another pay-per-view card the week oh after that. God. So the UFC gives us this one week of reprieve and then we're right back on it. I mean, look, man, next week we'll talk about whatever. Think about this. We have Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford on the 29th. What else is the 29th? UFC 291. Yep. Same night. The BMF titles on the line. The week after that, we have SummerSlam. And we have Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. And the week after that, Anthony Joshua, Dillian White. The week after that, or is it two weeks after that, Usyk and Dubois? Yeah, Usyk, Dubois. Uh, better be have fights in AW August. AW All oh, In. Oh, fuck. That's the, is the same night as Usyk, Dubois. Fuck. Same fuck, time, because they're both in the UK. Yeah, well, I'm watching AW. <laughs> okay. On the, on the main screen yes, with yes. the volume. Same exact time. But, bruh, like these, you're, we're getting a quick break. And then all out in Chicago the week after. From July 29th to like September, it's just madness. Insane. So, yeah, you, we got a lot to talk about in these shows. Yes, it is going to be fun. In the meantime, make sure you guys follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram and Threads now. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok, YouTube as well. Check out our show wherever you guys listen. Two podcasts. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. It's been great to be back. Thank you guys waiting all week for the show. I was sick. So we had to kind of push it back later on in the week. Hopefully it was worth it. You guys, make sure to check out our pro wrestling episode as well coming later in the weekend. Till then, though, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.